0: Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you've got ideas for future episodes, please contact us. Two easy ways to do that. You can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Or you can tweet to us. SF Diocese, use the hashtag ignition. Again, SF Diocese, hashtag ignition. Father Ginson, we should... uh, I thought I got to say that part. I I know, but you know, (laughs) normally I fumble hashtag ignition so badly, I just went with it because I
1: didn't fumble the ball. (coughs)
0: Peter Peterson, this time.
1: Oh, (laughs) You're an NFL fan.
0: I am, a, as, as if you've listened to and, and Father and I will introduce ourselves, if you haven't listened to Ignition before. If you've had, if you have, you've I'm heard, Father
1: Andrew Dickinson, and I am not an NFL fan.
0: <laughs> I'm Chris Bergwald, a native son of Minnesota, and therefore, wah, wah. I've learned, Father, as I said to somebody, don't watch the games, because the heartbreak is easier that way. <laughs> I learned that many, many years ago as a Vikings fan.
1: It's probably good
0: advice. It's just easier that way. So I follow the score online. and that way when i rush downstairs to the tv to watch the game winning field Field goal goal. and i turn it on just after boy it missed way left uh, way wide left then i can just turn the tv off and the pain is just much less than
1: that's good yes much less things being thrown (sighs)
0: so you are father andrew dickinson tell us more about yourself Father Dickinson.
1: I'm the uh, pastor of St. Paul's in White, South Dakota, and the director of the Pius XII Newman Center, uh, serving SDSU.
0: And how long have you been a priest, son of the Diocese of Sioux Falls?
1: Oh, in my 10th year. You're in your 10th year. So you'll be celebrating your... I will have completed my 10th anniversary. Okay.
0: (laughs) Uh, This May, June? June. 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 Okay. Uh, And I'm Chris Bergwald. I'm the director of Adult Discipleship and Evangelization with the Diocese of Sioux Falls. And in terms of my tenure here with the diocese, I am in, I'm in my 14th year. Ooh. Yes. So, um, uh, married, five beautiful children with an even more beautiful wife. No, Low these many years.
1: Is she a Vikings fan as well or is she just put up with
0: it? My wife is from Ohio. Oh, uh She's south of seventy, which normally means Cincinnati Bengals.
1: Yeah, that was a tough weekend for tough her Weekend as well, for them. In-
0: However, her her allegiance lies further north, which is even worse. Uh, so Browns. Our house. That's why my kids. We just don't. We don't. We we don't even expose them to this thing called <laughs> Foot- mom and football. dad's mom and dad's NFL allegiances because it's trying to lessen the pain.
1: That's a good way uh, to run your marriage. <laughs> and
0: with that as a segue. So uh, if you haven't listened, what Father and I typically try to do in Ignition is talk about—we have some ongoing series. In a couple episodes, we'll be looking at a, a book of the Bible. Um, but uh, we try to, to address things that are timely and um, pertinent in various ways, um, and there's been a lot of attention paid in the church, rightly so, of late to the human family and the health of mm-hmm. the
1: human family. Is there any other family besides the human family? Well, yeah,
0: dogs, cats living together, mass hysteria, <laughs> Ghostbusters, 1980s reference. Thank you. Uh, I can know. I can count on you. I can always count on Father. F- anyway, um, not made in the image and likeness of God. No. Okay. Because okay. there are no angelic families. I'm, I'm
1: just a guardian knowledge. of the word family. Sometimes I think family just gets thrown on willy nilly. Yeah, that's here funny. in the Coca-Cola family of products. <laughs> <laughs> not sure if there's really a family Sprite.
0: <laughs> I see. Who is <laughs> the black sheep of the family?
1: Oh, Powerade.
0: Powerade. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're not going to talk about soft drinks today, though. Um, Coke no. or soda, fo- or, Sorry, pop or soda, father?
1: Water. Thank you.
0: Pop. No. 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 Is it pop or? I don't. Is it so? I, I don't. I don't drink pop. Yes, but what do you call it? Thank you. Oh, good. I didn't catch that. Sorry. Um, what? It, so a lot of attention being paid in the church to the health of the family in our country um, and throughout much of of um, the the quote unquote Western world. Um, the family is uh, has been on hard times for a few decades now. Um, yeah. And so,
1: it, what it, was it like the nineteen eighties, nineteen seventies? There's the book, the sociologist who wrote the book, Fatherless America.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um and and today what Father and I really want to address is, is the challenging circumstance uh in which a marriage um is is in crisis mm-hmm. and and it's um th- the spouses are looking in a serious way at divorcing. And so we want to which They shouldn't do. Right. Yeah. And we'll get to that. Okay. So we're we're going to spend the bulk of this episode talking about how to handle this if you're in a spouse if you're a spouse who finds yourself in this situation
1: if you're a spouse who finds yourself especially as a if you're a spouse who finds yourself as a victim of divorce right. This right. is a, a, kind of the special way we want to put this because again uh, you should not mutually be seeking divorce you should be seeking counseling you should be seeking a priest you should be seeking humility you should be seeking uh, uh, to become uh, uh, smaller in a sense uh, but sometimes you know you're in a situation where Um, your spouse is bringing a uh, divorce to you and you're kind of, you're, you're helpless. You're a victim because it's it's part of the law of our land, unfortunately, which is, it's a bad law, but that allows this unilateral divorce to go
0: on. Right. Right, so we're going to spend the bulk of it talking, uh, addressing people who find themselves in this situation. Uh, but we will near the end of the episode uh, address a couple unrelated, unrelated. Uh, the the other circumstance in which um, maybe you're not at that point yet where this is being brought to you. Maybe both of you. It's just things are not going well, but you're not at that moment yet. And and what can you do to avoid that moment, hopefully? Um, And then also talk about the responsibility that we all have to protect and hopefully uh, grow, if you will, um, the institution of marriage. Amen. Amen. But again, let's start father with, by talking about those who find themselves in the situation where, um, it's, it's being, uh, brought to them, if you will, that the, their, their spouse wants a divorce. Right.
1: And then, which is, it's, it's a sad situation. It's a difficult situation. As we were preparing this, uh, we talked about how, you know, we know of like the sad situation when this happens with families, right? you know, and, uh, and what to do and how to, how to counsel someone, how to walk with someone in this situation. Um, because it's a trial in many ways, right? Absolutely,
0: and 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 we'll talk about that reality of this is this is real suffering, a right. That that a, a person's situation um, is undergoing, right. and, and how do they respond to that? Uh, precisely as a Catholic, as a Christian,
1: right? And so, even if this may not be directly relatable to you yourself, but you certainly have friends who are in, uh, who sadly might be in a situation like this,
0: right? So, hopefully, obviously, you know. If, if your marriage is, uh, praise God, great, going well, um, whether you have or haven't ever faced a situation like this, still, hopefully there's some things in here that you can take to heart and potentially share with those family, uh, friends who are in a situation like this. coworkers
1: Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, number one, that's important thing that comes to my mind is the idea of like trying to keep your spiritual identity in this process. Um, I think for so many people that I meet where they're kind of almost blindsided, bushwhacked, if you will, by uh, a divorce uh, from their spouse, uh, they have this profound sense of loss. They've built up in themselves for, for years now this identity that I am a spouse, I am a husband, I'm a wife. And now all of a sudden that's gone uh, from them, which puts them in just this, this great uh, point of, of turmoil.
0: And I, I think to be fair – that. Um, well, what do you think? Is, that's not necessarily in the sense of, of they've, they've built up this identity as, as a husband or as a wife and potentially a mother or father. That's not, that by itself is not necessarily a bad thing. We talk about the vocation to marriage,
1: right? No, no. It, it, it's, it's akin to uh, like the mourning of uh, the sudden death of a spouse. Right, right. In this way. Uh, or even the prolonged death of a spouse is still uh, a cause for mourning and sadness and uh, that loss of an identity. So you need to find out. Okay, even though yes,
0: the fact that I am a husband, the fact that I'm a wife is something that w- was good. And in a sense, I'm losing this. But what's behind beneath right. that?
1: Right. And 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 before that, just the idea that in that turmoil, there's temptation to substitute other false identities. You know, you see a lot of people where, uh, if they're the victim of a divorce, then they go through like, some big changes in appearance, uh, maybe big changes in job. Uh, things like that, grasping at uh, some sort of meaningful identity in their life, when there's already a meaningful identity there for them uh, that should be a part of your lives, regardless of marital state. Being? Your baptism. You are a son. You are a daughter of God. Right. And that has to be the core identity of your life. Um, and especially at a time of crisis like this, any time of crisis in your life, uh, but a time of crisis like this for someone in marriage, uh, being uh, all of a sudden face of the divorce that they didn't want or didn't expect, is to go to the root of that identity for themselves as that son, that daughter of God.
0: Right, right. So recognizing that, I think that's the the truth for all of us to keep in mind, mm-hmm. that even if you are in a healthy, even holy marriage your first identity, and likelihood, if you're in a holy marriage, it's because you recognize this. Right. Your first identity is as a son or and, as a daughter. You of know, if,
1: if you're listening to this and you're not in what you might call a holy marriage, maybe you're just in a marriage. Um, I encourage you to rediscover your identity as a son, a daughter of God. Right, right. Because that's you're going to be your identity in, in eternity. Hopefully, yep,
0: yep, yep. Okay, so so that's maybe the the first point to keep in mind if you or somebody knows in the situation remember who you are first and foremost.
1: Right. Stay grounded. You hear that phrase grounded. Grounded means being in contact with that identity.
0: Okay. So second point of recommendation.
1: Well, uh, we had talked about the idea of uh, learning how to suffer with patience. Right. In this situation, because it is a time of suffering. Uh, There's loss. There's uh, maybe there's shame. There's uh, uh, a lot of like airing of things that you don't want aired. Yep, uh, in public ways, and maybe court or divorce proceedings or things like that. There's a sense of helplessness, suffering the sense of helplessness that uh, this unilateral action is going on against your your wishes. And so, learning how, this is another spiritual thing to do is learn how to suffer with patience. Right, right.
0: So, and this is where um, what comes to my mind is the fact. This is especially if you are the the, the victim of mm-hmm. a divorce. This is a heavy burden, a cross yeah. that, that that's being given to you and that you are in a sense being asked to carry
1: and this goes back to the idea of that uh, spiritual identity It builds off of spiritual identity because yeah. uh, the temptation in suffering is to either mask the suffering or cover or to uh, uh, try and drown it out in some way right and we hear people use phrases like this all the time, you know drowning your sorrows in a bottle of liquor right. Uh, or whatever the situation might be. And so, but that's not the way through suffering. That just postpones the suffering or that just transfers the suffering to something else like a hangover. Um, but doesn't actually deal with the suffering of the heart, but rather learning how to suffer as a son, as a daughter of God.
0: Because, and then I think that we think, it's not some sort of Promethean bearing the burden on, by myself, will carrying it on my my own.
1: Promethean? Promethean, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> What's that? What's that even mean? <laughs> Probably. Oh, uh, you want me to explain it? you uh, You like the thirty second explanation? Uh,
0: the Greek god. No, the 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 in Greek mythology, this man who stole fire from the gods. Okay. And and he and now his punishment though was to push this rock up this hill, and that falls on the other side and push up people. And so just the self will self assertion. I'm going to do bear this burden.
1: There you go. Twenty seven seconds.
0: That's not Christian. Oh, good because every,
1: oh yes yeah. so that's not sufferings with that's, that's not christian suffering
0: that's not christian i'm suffering. gonna bear this burden yes
1: prometheus it's,
0: exactly because good movie a little violent never saw it uh because it's not christian suffering because we know that christ is always carrying our cross with us right
1: we're not alone we're not alone in, in suffering. the suffering
0: it's not just me against the universe if you will which is right. a temptation we can really fall into in the face of suffering right, right. i'm going to I'm going to conquer this
1: right. pain. I'm backed in the corner. I'm all by myself and I'm gonna do this. Right,
0: right, right. And Triumphant that, me. Exactly. Because it, it it's it's pride. Right. I can and 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 that's not how in any sort of suffering we we face, no. whether it's a divorce situation, any kind of suffering you face, we need to recognize the fact that Christ is with us, helping us carry this burden, this yep. cross.
1: So you're listening to Ignition, uh, And uh, you can contact us with questions, email us at ignition at sfcatholic.org, or tweet to us at sfdiocese with the hashtag ignition.
0: And we're talking today about um, what to do when you are facing a divorce situation. so uh, Whether
1: personally or friends are, whatever it might
0: be. So the first thing we talked about, Father, keeping your spiritual identity. Secondly, we just talked about um, how to deal with the suffering of it. What's another piece of advice we might
1: give? And then finally, seek spiritual help. Okay. You know, uh, uh, always bring any sort of uh, thing that's attacking your spiritual identity to a spiritual authority, especially your priest. Right. You know, don't let uh, don't let your priest find out about this through the back door. You know, oh, hey, did you hear that this is happening to Bobby? Oh, I didn't know that. Right. You know, go go to Father. Fight against that embarrassment. Go to Father. Ask for prayers in this way that you can hold on to your spiritual identity as a daughter, as a son of God. In this situation, Um, ask for, you know, does he have recommendations of good Catholic Christian counselors who understand the permanence of marriage uh, that you could go to uh, for your own help in that way? Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, And then a final point, if you are in the situation of facing divorce, having to do with any kids that children might have.
1: Oh gosh, you got to protect them, right? I mean, I think it's, I think we see it and we know it, but it might be hard to recognize it in like your own situation where the kids become this tug of war. Right. Right. Uh, between the parents also like they wonder about their own, like meaning and purpose in this world. You know, why am I here? What's the purpose of me?
0: Yep. Yeah. So So being attentive to their, 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 we talked about earlier about being grounded in your spiritual identity, making sure that your children are, remain grounded in who they are,
1: which is part of the promise you made at their baptism. When you said you were accepting the responsibility of raising them in the practice of the faith, um, And this is one of those moments.
0: And and you had said that when we were uh, prepping this episode, you made the great, I mean, so my my parents are probably, or in fact, uh, have gotten a divorce. What does that say about God's faithfulness? If if mom and dad can separate And this is part
1: of the damage that divorce causes to a culture at large, is it affects how we understand the commitment between Christ and the church.
0: Right. So that's an example of where you need to be. Mom mindful. and
1: or dad gave up, therefore will God give up on me. Right. Yep.
0: Yeah. Okay. Did so I
1: cause this even? Questions like that. Sure. Yeah.
0: So again, a few ideas on what to do if you are facing that situation where um, uh, your spouse is seeking divorce from you. Um, but we, as we mentioned at the beginning, we also want to talk about those situations in which a marriage isn't yet at that point and you, one or both spouses, recognize our marriage is in crisis and peril. What do we do?
1: Well, first of all, there's no point of no return. Yes. Right. There is no point of no return. Yep. You made a commitment in your marriage vows and good times and bad sickness and health. This might be the worst experience you ever could have imagined, but you're prepared for that. Right. Your vows are for that. Yep. Your vows are for the worst moments. Yep. And so.
0: Yep. Uh, yeah, and so even if, so the first part of the, the episode, we were talking about those who are maybe seeking divorce. Maybe you've gone through a divorce. Yep. But again, that's not, there's no
1: point of no return. No. You're still married in the eyes of the church, right? And so, you know, you and 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 in your own eyes, you should still be married. You should right. still view yourself as married, right? In um, that way, it's 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 an unjust law in yep. that regard. Yep. Yeah. So s- to seek that reconciliation, to seek that, to pray for that, um, to to work towards it.
0: Right. Right. So uh, obviously, one or hopefully both of you haven't given up yet. So there's there's definitely. Hope. There's hope in every situation, but right. definitely hope in this situation. Um, I know in our diocese, one concrete thing um, that, that that our Office of Marriage, Family, and Respect Life offers is um, a, a retreat and then follow-up experience called Retrovi. Um, and if you look it up, it's a French word, so it's got a couple L's thrown in there just to confuse you. And lots of other vowels, yeah. too, that aren't really pronounced. So, uh, but <laughs> Uh, I'll spell it for you just if you, if, if you do want to look it up for yourself or for family friend, coworker, retrovi is R E T R O U V A I L L E. I like, it came in threes. I like that. That was very good. That years. was
1: very poetic. Yes. Thank Way you. to go.
0: So, but it's a great, um, a, a great, uh, resource that's available to couples, um, in, in, struggling marriages, um, that has been proven to be very helpful.
1: And again, like other resources, go to your priest. Right. You know, visit with your priest, commit to prayer uh, about it. Um, and there's great graces that can happen when you face challenges like this head on. Right. There's great graces. And uh, so we shouldn't be, uh, uh, well, we shouldn't we shouldn't shut off our imaginations to that. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So then there's the reality of the father
0: that, yeah. you know, we're talking about that, that the default almost in a sense, at least
1: in our culture is towards enabling divorce. Right. We live in a culture of divorce. Right. If it's not working, get a divorce. Right. You know, that's the counsel that people give uh, to couples in difficulty. Right. Oh, wow. This is going well with my husband. Oh, why don't you get a divorce?
0: Ah, yeah. Instead of trying to solve the problem to help address the problems, right. Problem problems. We run away from it. Right. Right, and and I want to make clear here, but Father and I talked about this. We recognize there are certain circumstances, um, there are certain marriages in which one spouse is is harmful to the other, to and or to many right. children, and so we're not we're not Pollyannish about that reality. That those things happen.
1: No, and so that's that's more of an instance where someone still recognizes the marital bond, the spiritual bond, but takes necessary legal precautions to protect themselves against. Uh, a spouse in some way. And the catechism refers to that in 2383, but it talks about it as a last resort. Right. when it's the only possible way, the only possible way of ensuring these certain legal rights. Right. Uh, and so, but the catechism is also very clear that divorce is a plague on society. Right. It has a contagious effect. Right. You know, we just talked about, you know, that culture divorce where divorce is kind of the option. We're here on uh, ignition, a broadcast for the new evangelist talking about, Divorce and its effects, spiritually in you and in, in society is a structure of sin. If you have questions, you can always email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or tweet us at sfdiocese, hashtag ignition. So there's this
0: reality that we, we have this st- structure of sin, if you will, that, that, that pro- if it promotes divorce in a real way.
1: Right. And I think if you hear the phrase <laughs> like structure of sin, you might think about like greedy capitalists or, you know— uh, other, other areas of injustice, but divorce is one of these. And the culture of divorce is clearly one of these. Right, right. It, it, it divides families. It, it, it breeds distrust of God. It breeds distrust of providence. It, uh, it does all sorts of things. It does.
0: Yeah. So, so we're trying to, again... You know, <laughs> There are things that we can do to take steps, whether we're in a marriage or we're we're a third party, an interested observer, if you will, friend, right. family member, coworker whatever it is. There are things that we can do to to help save a marriage, um, to protect the institution of marriage, to build up a culture of marriage despite the larger culture around us right
1: and then and that that really is a duty of everyone to protect marriage in this way uh, because it is a societal good, right. Uh, it, and so, you know, uh, your strong marriage helps me as a priest, your strong marriage helps your neighbor, your strong marriage helps everyone.
0: Right. And I think that's, you know, more than one episode of ignition father, you and I've talked about, um, the perils of, of an over over-indivi- over individualism, yeah. like re- re- just what I want and so on. We've lost sight of that idea of the common good in many ways. We've lost sight of the fact that that my actions do have real effects on other people. We sort of still give that lip service, but we've lost right. sight of the deeper connections that are present. Right. Right. And this is an instance of that. That, as you just said, my wife and I, Jermaine and I, our marriage is of real aid and benefit to our neighbors.
1: Well, and that's why that's why marriage is a public celebration. I was just talking with someone uh, earlier today who's engaged and talking about like you know their planning the wedding and the party and things like that and how they really had the mindset of their parents kind of throwing the wedding party for them. Right. And which brings some interesting things of like, you know, how do I receive this gift from my parents, even though it's maybe not the way I'd want it, but can I just have the freedom and the humility to receive the gift from them? But that whole idea of like honoring, we honor marriage just because we know that they're to help us. It's not just because I want to see you happy. Right. And your individualness. It's also because I need your good marriage.
0: Yep. So, what can, what are some things that we can do, um, all of us, what can we do to protect, to build up a culture of marriage?
1: Well, intercessory prayer, you know, uh, in general for all marriages, but specifically for marriages that may be in difficulty.
0: Right, right. The reality, and we're going to be talking in a couple episodes about the power of and why we, Intercessory prayer, right. uh, but certainly praying for marriage, as you said, marriage in general, but marriage specific marriages, even ones that are going well, are going well because people are praying for them. So keep right. praying for for the couples you know who seem to ha- to be doing well.
1: And you never know what's going on inside a exactly. marriage. Exactly. You never know what's going yep. on inside a marriage. Yep. 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 So another thing then, and that on that note is is reaching out to couples. Right. You know, do you develop friendships with other uh, married couples and support them in their married life? Right. You know. Uh, it's good for your marriage that way and it's good for other people's marriage in that way to to reach out to create a culture of friendship within marriage.
0: and I think reaching out and so, so which means at a certain point, you know, so how are things going with John or mm-hmm. Jane and you know, how are you guys doing? And being unafraid to you know, according to the prompting of the spirit, your own prayer life is important here. But be being unafraid to ask how things are going in a marriage.
1: The the point about prayer life is so important because You know, if you're someone who's regularly praying, you're doing your daily rosary, you know, spending some quiet time with the scriptures each day, according to your vocation in life, you know, whatever it is, whether you're praying a holy hour each day or whatever you're doing, when people's names and like their situation pops into our head, we need to act on that. Right. Right. And, and we need to act and I, as a priest especially in the campus environment I see so much fruit that comes from like responding to those promptings of the spirit in that way right and so you know if a couple's really on your mar- on your heart and mind uh for with you and your spouse this other couples on your heart and mind because maybe they just went to empty nest yep reach out to them yep hey you guys don't have to take anyone to football games anymore want to go out and uh, have dinner on Friday night right just do it and that's that's an
0: example you know I've, I've, I've got a to... Uh, some good friends who are, you know, they're empty nesters now, and mm-hmm. just the reality yeah. of, and that's this is this is not the case with the, the 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 people who I have in mind, but oftentimes, and they've talked about people who they in turn know when they become empty nesters, their identity was more in their children than one another.
1: Very, I mean, and, the statistics are clear on this in America that divorces happen in the first five years or after twenty five years of marriage, right? You know, the first five years because of obvious, you know, errors, whatever they might be, and then twenty five years. Uh, as they get that emptiness point.
0: Yep. So Father, we've got about uh, a minute to go and I think there's a point that's worth making though <laughs> about how we can build yeah. up a culture of marriage.
1: Don't suggest divorce to your friends. Yep. Period. Yep. Don't suggest. So if your friend comes to you, oh, I don't know what to do, blah, blah, blah. This is going on. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, why don't you just get a divorce?
0: <clears throat> Bad advice. Try to help them save their marriage. Exactly. Praying
1: for them. What can I do to help you? Exactly. Right. What can I do to help you in this? You know, and don't be afraid to tell them that 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 divorce in that situation where they're not seeking necessary legal protections, that divorce in that situation is wrong.
0: Yep. Yep. So, and again, the the idea we're trying to build up something which which leads to people's happiness and holiness, and it can be painful, but this is something that that we're all called to take part in.
1: And happiness and holiness doesn't just happen because of, like, puppy dogs and butterflies. It happens through the cross.
0: Exactly. So, a heavy episode, but I think an important one, Father. Um, And that'll wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or tweet us, SFDiocese, use the hashtag Ignition, with any questions you have about today's episode or thoughts, ideas, topics for future episodes.
1: And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you and all marriages, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening.